0: Praise God. Well, I want to share something with you out of the Word tonight, so get your Bibles out. Oh, that was terrible. That was horrible. Come on now, get your Bibles out. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Go to Philippians chapter 4. Now, I want to tell y'all something, and I know y'all are going to throw eggs at me, but uh, this is going to be our last Wednesday night service for the summer tonight. We're going to go online with, and it's going to take me a couple of weeks. We're going to be back online with a new podcast that I'm going to be doing. So the services will still be, there'll still be a Wednesday night message going out. It's going to be different, but we're going to do like we did last year. And so uh, the regular service, like we're doing tonight, won't be there. But everybody online still be there. So I know that disappoints you, but I know that we need a break. I really am looking forward to doing something special. I just want to tell y'all. And I need, some, I need some time to get it put together. I really believe the pavilion, when we get the pavilion put up over here, is going to be something amazing for us. Because what I'm feeling in my heart is rather than having a format where I come up here and preach a message to you, and then we have a little fellowship and go home, it's got to change. I want to see that I have an ability for us to come together and deposit more into each and every one of you, and to hear from each and every one of you, and to make it more of a, man, make it more like when we started church back in 1986, where we just sat around and talked, and everybody got full of the Holy Ghost, and got blessed, and learned how to pray, and read your Bibles, and talk to God, and found a whole new source, and a whole new vein of life. I'm, I just don't, we just, just, it, there's a change, It's a change coming, and uh And I really believe the pavilion that we're building over there is going to present this for us, because it's not going to be chairs and rows, it's going to be tables and coffee. Maybe gelato, I don't know, something to make us happy, I don't know. But anyway, so, y'all just be praying, God's going to give us the right direction, how we're going to do that, but just know that from this Wednesday night forward till, till September, it won't be the regular services, so. We did it last year, we survived through it, and got through it, and God bless us, but this year going to be better. Now when Pastor Wynn comes in here, we're going to do special Wednesday nights, we're going to do other, I, I, I'm already thinking about something in July, so anyway, that is all to, more info to come. But I want to share this message tonight. So Philippians chapter 4 verse 6, I've been so convicted about this. And I don't know, it's just one of those verses, you know, I mean, I know it, I know it, I can quote it, I can tell you all, what it says, I can read it forwards and backwards, I can tell you what all the different translations says, but then all of a sudden I read it here several weeks ago, and I just got convicted, because it, I mean, it says right here, be anxious for nothing. And I thought, how far, how far, how, how, I can't speak, how far I'm falling short of the mark. And, you know, the thing is, is that I, a lot of times we don't realize we're being anxious. And that's what happening. That's what the Holy Ghost was showing to me. It's that I get apprehensive. I just am trying to figure out what's going on. And <clears throat> I, I have no doubt that God's got us. I have no doubt that no matter what's going to go on in the world, I'm not worried about the Great Reset. I'm not worried about digital currency. I'm not worried about the Russians or the Chinese coming over here. I'm not worried about any of that kind of stuff, Right. That that is not that. I mean, I find it curious, but it is not something that I'm, I'm. I'm sitting around and chewing my fingernails on. You know, it's just the daily activities, the daily things going on, just the the daily grind of of dealing with this and that and the other. And then you know, as pastor, you know, I've got a whole giant family, and I got one sick, and he got one well, and he got one happy and one sad, and he got one here, and he got. And I'm just dealing with all of that, and I find myself. I guess you just have to say it anxious and I read that scripture says, be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your request be made known to God and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds through Jesus Christ so I began to pray about this and I was going to say Lord okay I don't want to be this way I want to change I want to I want to I wanna I wanna mature, I wanna grow, I wanna understand, I wanna have more of a, a revelation along these lines of how you could say that I'm not supposed to be anxious at all because there is things. I mean, like, I mean, that, I mean, that when I read that, it's like, man, you just get up in the morning and you know, you just go about your day. I mean, you gotta have goals, you gotta have things you're doing, but how do you not be anxious in it? Right? Are y'all with me or you already got this down? Should y'all come up here and preach this and let me sit out there, because I hadn't I got, you know. Y'all got it and I don't? Okay, but if it's in there, it's a part of the promise. And if it's part of the promise, then I want it, right? There ain't no sense in walking in something, you know, that I that Jesus already bought and paid for me, not walking in it. So I began to pray and I began to ask the Lord, okay, show me, show me, okay? So obviously it breaks down here, you know. Prayer is a part of it. you got to, right? But in everything, by prayer and supplication, let your request be made known. So there's this fellowship. There's this relationship that has to take place in order to get there. He's telling us how to get there, right? He's telling us, here's here's the way to get there through through prayer and supplication and thanksgiving. Let your request be made known to God. So there's got to be communication with God. He's got to be your source. He's got to be your trust. He's got to be the one you're looking to. Hello, it can't be that your spouse is going to make you happy, or your your inheritance is going to make you happy, or your your business is going to make you happy. You know, I heard a person say the other day, and I, I I don't know. I mean, this is not I I I know I can I can tell y'all if I read it here, it's the truth, right? But when I listen to somebody on YouTube or whatever, you know, I, I'm just passing on information. Maybe they're right, maybe they're not. But he said that. After a person, I don't know how he gets, I don't know how they got these statistics, but after a person earns a living of sixty thousand dollars a year, okay, all money that comes in after sixty thousand doesn't take that person one step closer to joy. And I thought, really, that sounds kind of low to me. It seems like it should be higher, but but what he was, the point he was making was that. So many times we, you know, like if you're, you're like, man, I've been broke, all right? I know what broke is, and so, you know, those are hard times struggling through that, but it, like once you get to this plane, I mean, he was putting it at $60,000, you're making a, a decent living, and you got your head above water, and the bills aren't, the, the bill collector's not knocking on the door, and you're out here, then the, the rest of the money, the rest of happiness is going to come from. Your life, your environment, who you're with, who you're sharing it with, the people around you, that's where joy is going to come from, not joy from, oh, I made more money so I can buy a new car. Oh, well, then it just keeps getting bigger and bigger, you know, because money can be a curse. I'm not saying money is a curse. I would like to try it sometimes, with crazy money. And see how to learn how to deal with that. Find me a scripture on that and have to pray with that. Like, why am I not praying about that? Why am I having to pray about be anxious for nothing? Why couldn't I get the scripture that says, Lord, I have too much money? But anyway, my point is here, it comes through fellowship with God. You might as well just stop and say right now, you're going to be anxious unless you have a prayer life. If you don't have a prayer life and a relationship with God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit in your life, okay, if you don't have that relationship, then you're going to be anxious. There's no way around it. And there's no prayer that I can tell you tonight and say, oh, if you prayed this prayer, right? This lay me down to sleep prayer. Gave it to you. Just pray it every day. You'll be, no, no, no. It's a relationship. It's communication. It's talking. Prayer, supplication, thanksgiving. So you might as well just understand, if you want to get closer to To becoming not anxious. That means you have to get deeper in your relationship with God. No way around it. Okay? So, he says, and then when you develop this relationship, peace. Peace comes upon you. So isn't peace the opposite of being anxious? Right? Peace would be its opposite. And then look what it's going to do. It's a peace of God. It surpasses all understanding. It's a peace of God that you can't understand. So that that means the trial or whatever you're being anxious for didn't go away. But peace came upon you. It didn't make any sense. And it guarded your heart and your mind. Man, don't you know? I mean, come on, folks. This thing right here gets us in more trouble. I'm telling you, the thoughts, If you, a person that can control their thoughts and keep their thoughts on the, on, the, on the word of God, on the truth of God, and keep their thoughts on that and, and walk in that, that person will have peace. The torment comes when our minds get going crazy, we get to thinking this, that, or the other. That's always what happens, and the devil knows it. And the devil knows. That's all he's got to do is get that little arrow. That little, I really sometimes don't even think it's an arrow. I think it's like a blowgun, right? You know, because an arrow's pretty big. You get shot with an arrow. It's just a fiery dart. I mean, I would think I would see that coming. But I'm more like, like little little blowgun. Just <laughs> little bitty thing. When when we took this trip, that was we were blessed with. And and my wife was looking at the map. She said, "Man, we're closer to Guatemala than we are going to back home." You know, if we had to walk, I said, "Yeah, well, there's a little problem." I said, "I said I've been in that area of the the lower Yucatan, and where Belize connects to Guatemala, and all right there." I said, "I said I've been in there, and they <laughs> they there's a little Indian about this tall, and even the oil companies don't want to go in there because they're so." They're, I mean, them boys is backwoods. I mean, they, they're blowgun people, and they don't mind shooting you with a blowgun. And I said, we had to walk through all the little blowgun little bitty Indians out there but to get to Casa Angelina. So I said, I'd I just soon take my chances with the Zetas walking back home. So anyway. But the enemy comes in there like that, like a blowgun. Right? And gets in our head and gets our head all messed up. So, here's where I want to go with this. And I'm going to develop this, and I don't know how all this up. I want you to go now to Psalms 46. Psalms 46. Psalms 46.1. God is our refuge and a strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Even though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the sea, in, in the midst of the sea, Though its waters roar and are troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling, there is a river whose streams shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. God is in the midst of her, and she shall not be moved. God shall help her just at the break of dawn. The nations raged, the kingdoms were moved, uh, he uttered his voice, the earth melted, and the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Okay, I want you to get back up there. I don't have my verses down here, but there is a river whose stream shall make glad the city of God. So as I began to pray about this and asking the Holy Ghost about it, I mean, I knew this chap, I knew this psalm, but as I was just saying, Holy Spirit, just you know, show me this, teach me, show me what's going on. He brought this to mind, and he told me, he said, you've got to keep in the flow. If you don't want to be anxious, you've got to keep in the flow of God. You've got to always be in the river, flowing with God. You've always got to be looking for his flow, for his movement, for His what he's doing. You may be being anxious because you're over here out of the river, and not in the river. Now, I mean, come on, we're around here, when the rivers used to have water in them, everybody loved to go tubing, right? Everybody likes to get in the water. I I mean, maybe there's somebody that doesn't like the water, but everybody likes to get in the water. I mean, even me, I'll put on a pair of shorts and get in the river. I'll go swimming, all right? I grew up, and we used to go as a kid, we used to go to, my family would go out to Amstead and go boating. We'd, my father'd fish and all, and we'd go skiing. And my father always, he'd go skiing too. And I never saw my father in a pair of shorts. My father would take his stuff out of his blue jeans and jump in the water in his blue jeans and go skiing in his blue jeans. He never put on a pair of shorts. I never saw the man in a pair of shorts in my entire life. So putting on a pair of shorts for me as something I had to kind of break and get into, the flow, because I was kind of like that myself, but now I'm, I'm, I'm over it. I don't care who looks at my legs and what they think and how white they are or whatever. Don't make me no difference. I'm too old. I don't care about it. I'm just going to go do what I want to go do, and that's just the end of it, and they can just figure it out, right? And so you got to find the flow. So this is the next step. Okay, we're talking about a relationship with God and all. But, you know, it's like it's like so many times in prayer, I've been in prayer about something, asking God to do something, or quoting scriptures or speaking scriptures, all based upon that area and that line, when the whole time that really wasn't what God wanted to talk to me about that morning. And what happens to us is the enemy, I believe, we Christians spend more time with the enemy shooting the blow dart into us, getting our mind off so that we're off over here, missing the flow of God over here, and I think that's why we become anxious. We're over here trying to make this go and this happen when God is over here in the flow, and if we just get in the river over there, it would be nice because, you know, when it's hot and you get in the water, it feels good. I mean, it is, it is peaceful hear water running. To just sit and watch water. I don't care if it's the ocean, if it's the waves breaking, or the waterfall, or the water trickling over a little bit of a few rocks. It don't make any difference. Water is peaceful, right? What does he tell us in Psalms 23? Where does he want to take us? By the still waters, right? Because he's in the flow. So one of the key things I'm saying here tonight to you is that if you want to not be anxious or anything, you've got to find the flow of God. What is God doing in your life? How do you find that flow? Okay? How do you find the flow of God? So let's look at this. I want you to go over to Ezekiel 47. Ezekiel 47. How are you going to find the flow of God? Well, I mean, it it doesn't even need to be said again. It's going to come through prayer, right? Prayer is a big part of it. Your relationship, your fellowship with God. But Ezekiel 47, and I know you all have read this. It's talking about the new Jerusalem, what's coming. So I'm going to start reading verse 1. Then he brought me back to the door of the temple, and there was water flowing from under the threshold of the temple towards the east, from the front of the temple faced eastward, and water was flowing from under the right side of the temple southward of the altar. And he brought me out by the way of the north gate. Okay, so where's the water coming from? It's coming from the temple, right? It's coming from the bottom of his throne. The flow's coming out of heaven. That's what I'm trying to say. The flow is not something you make up. It's something that God's doing. He's moving, and, and if you're not moving with him, then you're doing your own thing on the bank. That's what's causing us to be anxious. And I'm not saying we're doing something wrong. You see, you can be doing something right. I mean, a good work, okay? And But it's still not be God's flow. We have to realize that. Boy, I got quiet all of a sudden. Why y'all looking at me like that? Right? I mean, we can still be, you know, you can get busy doing busy, busy work, good work, good things, but it not be in God's flow. That's what I'm saying even about these Wednesday nights. I think God's making a shift and there's a new flow and I'm trying to find it. And I, I can't, I can't just, I wish I could just pick up the phone and say, Lord, give me the email on the, how it's supposed to work out. But I don't have it. I just know down here there's something there's something stern in me down here, and there's got a, there's a flow, and I'm trying to find the change in the river or the, the the move and because I want to stay in the flow of God. I don't want to beat a dead horse. And so the flows coming out from under the throne, It's flows coming out from God, the flows coming out from the temple, the flows coming out from what he's doing, and he's wanting us to get in, right? So he says. So he brought me out by the north gate, and he led me around to the outside, to the outer gate that was the faces east, and there was water running out from the right side. And then a man went out to the east, and the line was in his hand, and he measured a thousand cubits, and he brought me to, through the waters, and the water came up to my ankles. And again, he measured a thousand, and he brought me to the, through the waters, and the water came up to my knees. And he measured a thousand cubits, brought me up, water came up to my waist. And again, he, in other words, he's getting deeper and deeper. Hello. And again, he measured a thousand cubits, and it was a river that I could not cross, for the water was too deep, water in which one must swim, a river that could not be crossed. So, <laughs> it's the only way I know how to say it. If you really want to get in the flow of God, you've got to be willing to get wet. And if you're not willing to get wet, well, you're not going to get in the river. So that means you got to do it God's way. Getting wet means you've got to be willing to kind of sh- you know, I mean, I don't want this to sound, anyway, uh, I'm trying to clean it up as much as I can, but I mean, you're going to have to put your bathing suit on, right? It means you're going to have to shuck some clothes, you're going to have to make some changes to get in the water, and you may be a little uncomfortable, but you're just going to have to do it, because that's what you got to go do it with, and God is so gracious that he lets us start out in ankle-deep water, and then If we want to go on deeper with him, he can take us up to our knees. And then if we just want to get out there and just get waist deep, he's okay. I guess if you want to go back to to knee deep and then ankle deep and back and forth a few times, he's okay. But he really wants you to get out in the water trusting him. So far out that you're in the middle of the river and there's nothing you could do but flow with it. If you went over and you went to the Frio and you put in anywhere upwards of, let's say, Neal's, you're going to have a real hard time traveling north. Can you imagine being in the river and all the tubers are going south and you're in there just paddling for all your work? I'm, I want to go to the other crossing. The river's going this way, Right? The river's flowing down. You are not going to turn around. You're not going to go upwards. You got to go with the flow. But we got to be willing to get wet. And I think a lot of Christians are scared to get wet. They're scared to go too deep with God because they look at it as a loss. I'm going to be losing something, I'm going to be losing control. You know, 1 Corinthians 13 is another chapter that, you know, is just one of those chapters you read. It's like almost be anxious for nothing when he talks about love and he says love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, love never fails, and you read that chapter and you're just like, yeah, right, only Jesus could have done that. Are y'all with me? Y'all ever thought that? Come on, don't make me feel like I'm the only one that's ever thought that, right? You want to say, you want to look at it and say, what do you mean? Well, this is sort of the same thing when you get out in the middle of the river with God, you're trusting in him. Well, then you get into that place of love. You're having to just believe all things and believe... You're trusting in God and He's gonna take care of you and the river's gonna go where the river's gonna go, and your destination must be that direction because that's the flow and that's where you're headed. That's the only way I can see how we can get to a place to be anxious for nothing because we're totally and completely resting in him. And I know we're control freaks. And I know we wanna be able to control everything. When we took this little trip, <clears throat> really nice. It was It was a blessing to us. It was a gift given to us. We went. We were with a group of people. And then we get into the airport to come home. And um, had a couple of days there. And we're coming home and get to the airport, walk up to the ticket counter. And the guy says, I'm sorry, all your flights are canceled. You get to fly out tomorrow. Well, we're in a foreign country. No place to stay. No hotels. No anywhere. Don't know where to go. The tour agents that already dropped us off have already left. And I just took a deep breath and I said, Well, Lord, I guess this is gonna be an adventure. Now, <clears throat> I didn't have to do too much getting riled up and threatenings and all that kind of stuff, because everybody else in the group was. And so I just sat back and said, let's see how, let's see how this all falls out. But Lord, I don't want to spend a night in the Cancun Airport. And so <clears throat> I just sat back and just started praying. And just would pray and pray and pray. And then a thought would come in, blowgun thought would come in. <clears throat> I said, no, I ain't taking that one. You know, and, uh, you know, bottom line, they got us on a flight and flew us to Houston. And we ended up renting a car and driving home. And so, anyway, long story short is, I got about, I got through the trip somewhere, I leaned over to my wife and said, man, I said, I really am. I feel like I'm on drugs or something. I mean, you know, like I didn't even, I didn't even kick the counter or, you know, or I said, I had the thoughts, <laughs> but I, I held it all together. I was so impressed with myself because I was trying to do this. See, I'm not preaching a message to y'all just because I didn't have anything else to do and look something up. I'm trying to talk about something I'm living. And so I was just, I kept, the whole time I was just saying, be anxious for nothing. So, how are you going to work it out, Lord? All I want to do is just get in the flow. Where are you going? Where do you want me to go? How do you want this to work out? What am I supposed to do? Am I somebody around here I'm supposed to pray for or something, whatever it is? But I really don't want to be here. And I really would have liked to just flown home. And I really would have liked everything to just work out right. Hello? But I made it. I'm not saying I didn't have any bad thoughts. Don't think that. I did. Had to rebuke them, put them down. But I didn't act on them. So I didn't have anything to repent about. I just had to control them. And uh, so I'm just telling you all, God wants to do this in your life. But you got to be willing to get wet. You got to be willing to go deep with God. You got to be willing to, to, to put it out there. You got to be willing to be a little uncomfortable in your own skin because you're going to go swimming out in the river. And you got to just be able to go out there. And you got to be able to do it because I think being anxious for nothing is something worth fighting for. Amen. Jesus bought and paid for it with his blood on the cross for us. I want to walk in it. Amen. Amen. So I have more on this in the days ahead. And so uh, y'all study those. Keep looking at them. I want to pray for you, though. And uh, believe God to help you go swimming. Amen. Amen. So everyone just stand up with me if you would. For those of you out listening and watching, listen to me. I want to pray for you. I want you to get in on this prayer. But let me just pray. Father, right now, I just pray in Jesus' name that as I've shared these words of life with everyone, the Lord, I know that you want us to be anxious for nothing. And so, Lord, I pray tonight over each and every person that we learn how to flow with you. That, Lord, in our prayer time, we get deeper in prayer than we've ever been before. We, get, we go farther than we've ever gone before. We get out in the water, Lord, we get past ankle deep and knee deep and waist deep, and we get out into the middle of the river with you. And so we learn that place of just flowing in peace and walking in grace. Lord, I prayed over each and every person tonight, those that are tormented, in their minds, those that are hurting in their hearts, those that the enemy has shot a fiery dart at. Lord, I pray for them right now. I pray for the the power of the Holy Spirit to come upon them and extinguish that fiery dart. And to get them back on track, Lord God, so they can flow in peace with you. Father, I pray tonight for each and every person. I pray that the world we live in and the craziness that's going on in the world, that, Lord, we will be able to just walk with you, keep trusting in you. I declare businesses are supernaturally blessed. Everything that we put our hands to is blessed because that's what your word says. And that, Lord, our determination is to walk in everything, Jesus, that you have bought and paid for us for And so, Lord, I give you praise for it tonight. I ask you to bless the people. Put your hand upon them. Lord God, lead them and guide them in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. God bless you, church.